How can an organization address fast-moving change and crises when uncertainty and volatility are the order of the day? How can a group of people escape the collective dysfunction and breakdown syndrome? Welcome to Create New Features, a show about thought-provoking ideas and practices you can use to create and shape your future in life and in business. Join Aviv Shahar, author and innovation strategy consultant, as he shares his proven strategies that have helped clients create breakthrough results. Aviv has guided executives at Fortune 100 companies, and now he wants to help you. This is Aviv with a new episode of Create New Futures, and this one is titled Collective Intelligence 3, Mapping the Intelligence Terrain. In Collective Intelligence 2, I briefly traced a journey that began in my teen years when I led groups in the Israeli youth movement and later developed into working globally with communities and with executive teams in some of the most admired companies in the world. In this episode, we develop this further as we begin to map the intelligence terrain. Worldwide organizational systems of all sizes that are unable to adapt to the pressures of volatile, complex, and ambiguous change will experience breakdown and even implosion. To meet these challenges and opportunities, I proposed that inquiring into and discovering how to facilitate the emergence of collective intelligence has become critical. How can an organization address fast-moving change and crises when uncertainty and volatility are the order of the day? How can a group of people escape the collective dysfunction and breakdown syndrome? Under stress and threat, as people feel unsafe, they tend to pivot into amygdala-triggered, cortisol-powered behavior. This nature of fight-flight reaction locks people into a polarity that becomes the biggest obstacle to wisdom and intelligence. The transformational work required to answer these questions involves developing a new organizational operating system. An essential part of this upgrade compels us to engage people in a way that taps into and elicit their collective wisdom and intelligence. My assertion in the earlier part of this series was that approaching collective intelligence as a general idea was unsatisfying and insufficient. To instantiate the point we outlined several collectives that generate intelligence. In particular, we categorized these collectives through three lenses, content, character, and cause. And we proposed a way to evaluate each of these three lenses when we look at any particular collective. We now can begin mapping the intelligence terrain. Naturally, a fuller picture of the categories of intelligence requires a broader scope and possibly a book format. In this short episode, I will offer an abbreviated starter 
into this vast territory. The intelligence terrain. A useful approach to the search for collective intelligence requires that we first define what we mean by intelligence. In my work, I use the word in two ways that have different meanings. These are intelligence as a capacity and intelligence as a source. Let us first address the idea of intelligence as a capacity. The pace at which you move along the continuum from data to insight guided action depends on your ability to advance along those following five steps. So if you were to draw an arrow that goes from left to right to represent a continuum and then add these five points from left to right. First, all the way to the left is unstructured data. Second, information, which is organized data, is to the right of the unstructured data point. And then third, knowledge, which is connected patterns of information, right at the midpoint of that arrow. And fourth, wisdom, which is applying context and experience to knowledge to the right of the midpoint. And now all the way to the right, the fifth point, which is insight guided action, by which we mean potentiated action that comes out of insight, placed at the right end of the arrow all the way to the right. So if you drew that arrow, you have on the left unstructured data, then information, then knowledge, then wisdom, and then insight guided action. And in that sense, intelligence is the capacity to move along this continuum by converting data into information and then into knowledge and then to wisdom and insight. Intelligence, therefore, defines the velocity of this metabolic process. That is how quickly you move along this continuum to potentiate action. This flow renders the term actionable insight, which people in business for some reason love to use, redundant because the way I'm defining insight here is already actionable. By definition, I'm proposing an insight is actionable. When the process resultant is not actionable, it may be knowledge or wisdom, but it is not an insight yet. Forward momentum along this continuum is the capacity application of intelligence. So in this context, in this capacity context, any group, any organization, any system can ask the following questions to evaluate itself. How effectively are we moving along the continuum? How well do we gather and organize data? How well do we allow the organization to become knowledgeable about itself by connecting patterns of information? To what extent do we enable wise leadership and decision-making, obviously implying how well do we harvest our knowledge to become wise in terms of our leadership? And then, how well do we apply experience and context in that? What insights guide our decision-making, and ultimately how aligned our activities 
to our insight-inspired purpose. So all these are part of this first meaning, first definition of intelligence as a capacity. Let us now look at the other definition and other meaning of intelligence, which is intelligence as a source. So several dimensions emerge when we define the intelligence landscape as a source. Today, we will focus on two starter dimensions. First, intelligence source as a stream, and then second, intelligence source as an ecosystem and or an environmental context. Let us begin with the first, intelligence source as a stream. The collective may be seeking to access and bring forward the intelligence of a specific stream. Here are some examples. They may include educational intelligence or healing intelligence or interpersonal, psychological and social intelligences. And they also may, for example, include organizational intelligence, structure and system intelligences, creative intelligence, aesthetic and artistic intelligences, and also somatic intelligence, musical intelligence, theological and storytelling intelligences, developmental and spiritual intelligence, and of course, strategic and business intelligences. You get the idea. Any field, any space, any domain of knowledge, consider that there is a stream of intelligence that flows into and out of that domain. So some of these streams flow into each other, while others are more contained and singular in nature. In all cases, they encompass and represent human-aggregated and naturally arising intelligence. Some streams have been explored and codified by various pioneers in these fields, while others are yet to be codified. These intelligence currents carry their own evolutionary impulses. This is an important idea, whereby an intelligence stream contains its own propulsion to become more conscious of its own development through the people championing these endeavors. Come along with me into this mind-bending contemplation. Imagine that streams of endeavor represent living, breathing spheres that develop an aggregated consciousness and evolving intelligence through the people who become their champions. Here is a case in point. After Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile barrier in 1954, the intelligence of that performance became accessible for others who quickly followed to run the mile in less than four minutes. Similarly, in other domains, once a performance wall is broken or a stop situation is removed, the intelligence stream expands. I propose that each intelligence stream has its own frontier where its evolution actually occurs. In pursuing collective intelligence, the group's effort to clarify the thrusting inquiry and the focus it seeks to source can direct its quest for intelligence and meaningfully enhance its results. In the context, therefore, 
of intelligence source as a stream, any group can ask itself, what specific intelligence are we seeking and why? So this is the intelligence source as a stream. Let's now look at another way of appreciating intelligence source as an ecosystem and in this particular example in the environmental context. I'm going to illustrate this idea and interpretation of intelligence as an ecosystem and or environment in two ways. First, ecosystems. Okay, so every ecosystem brings its unique requirements, support, and possibilities. For example, the information and resources required to survive and thrive in the desert are different than those required in the Amazon rainforest, and both are different than those needed in the Pacific Ocean. Each ecosystem provides the desert intelligence, the rainforest intelligence, and the ocean intelligence, and each of these bring the resources and the know-how to support the effort to survive and thrive in these ecosystems and environments. Similarly, you can imagine different organizations, different markets, different regions, where each ecosystem brings forward its own intelligence, including the capacity to interact with the local people, understand their language, communicate with them, and find the capacity to merge with their ways and style and culture. All that is part of this idea. Okay, so now let me look at the second example. And in this one, I choose to focus on family spaces. So this is another simple way to consider an environmental context as an intelligence source. And in this specific context, I'm looking at the family unit as a collective, a collective that navigates range of spaces in which it operates. And I'm proposing that a highly functional family finds and applies a full spectrum of collective intelligences. For example, there is the kitchen intelligence, the living room intelligence, the bedroom intelligence, and the recreation and games room and the reading room intelligences. Of course, these days, everybody is hiding most of the time behind their electronic devices, but still, you can flow with me in seeing how in the traditional settings of a family, in each of those environments, there are different ways, different behavioral sciences, and yes, a different endemic intelligence that emerge in that ecology or in that environment. And I'm proposing indeed that a different intelligence is activated in each of those settings, as is the case when the family goes on an outdoor hike. Each of these spaces promotes its own behavioral intelligence. The space, its opportunities, requirements, and purpose offer context and intelligence about how to be and what to do. Similarly, you can imagine other personal and collective spaces and the intrinsic intelligence they offer. There are other dimensions to consider when appreciating intelligence as a source, such as altitude, level, and stage of development. And we will reflect on these in future episodes in this series as we explore further ideas about collective intelligence. 
The point here is that in every endeavor, there are times that feel like you're swimming downstream, and then there are times where the experience is one of swimming upstream. Begin each venture by seeking to understand the collective you are called to serve, by appreciating its content, character, and cause. Then proceed with clarifying the inquiry that guides the effort and the intelligence stream your group hopes to source. To meet the challenges now facing all organizations and humanity at large, we must find ways to engage and access emergent realms of collective intelligence. For too long, humankind largely has been separated from the sources that bless and support life's higher potential, limiting people's ability to operate and express themselves to a very narrow range of their immense creative capacity. The sources of human intelligence go far beyond a Google search. And we must never forget that fact. We must never outsource our intelligence to the simple Google search. When facilitated and approached wisely, any human endeavor can be supported spontaneously by fantastically broad natural realms of intelligence. How will you play your part in this development? Thank you for listening. Aviv always encourages his clients to identify the one or two ideas they can move forward into action immediately. What will you capture and apply today? You can always begin with a small action and then build momentum over time. When you move forward from an idea to action, you get immediate ROI, return on the time you invested, and return of learning. And then the learning cycle builds the success propulsion. One more thing. You can reach Aviv directly by phone and email to discover how he can help you create a new future for your business and organization. Creating your new future can begin today.